This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. I am writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be his own holy people. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. It is with this scripture in mind that I have titled this message this morning, The Good News. The Good News. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you yet again for the opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk to deliver a word that you have placed in my heart for your people. Holy Spirit, arrest me with your presence now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, you are certainly my rock and my redeemer. Preach this good news. In Jesus' name, amen. When we say the words good news, what are we referring to? What are we talking about? See, according to the dictionary, the definition of good news has two meanings. The first one is something or someone pleasant, fortunate, or otherwise positive. But there's another definition of good news. It is used as an idiom. An idiom is an expression in the usage of language that is peculiar to itself. An example of that is saying, no news is good news. In other words, if you haven't heard anything, it means everything is copacetic. Well. Everything is okay. But for us to refer back to the first definition of the good news, meaning something or someone pleasant, fortunate or otherwise positive, what exactly do I mean? Well, some examples of some good news that you may have received in your lifetime would be the announcement of a pregnancy, the birth of a child, Mm. the news that you were getting promoted, you're receiving a salary increase, notification the IRS owes you money and the check is in the mail. You were accepted into college that you wanted. You're going to be graduating. The person you've been dating according, and I'm dating myself apparently by that word, finally said yes to a committed relationship. Mm. The bank approved the loan for the purchase of your home. You finished that final paper for the semester and or the degree. The doctor gives you a clean bill of health. Those are some examples of something or someone pleasant, fortunate or otherwise positive. Good news. The commonality of all these examples that I just mentioned is that it involves your own doing or the doing of someone else to bring about that good news. Now I want to tell you about another sort of good news that does not involve your own doing, but everything to do for you. It is an everlasting good news, which this brings me to our text for today. You see, Paul wrote to the Roman church to introduce himself as he prepared to visit Rome. And the purpose of Paul's letter was to present God's plan of salvation and righteousness for all mankind, Jews and Gentiles alike. 
This letter from Paul, as it begins, is a, he says, I am a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. Mm -hmm. God promised this good news along through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. You see, Paul begins in verses, verses 1 and 2 by letting us know who he is. He's telling us that he's a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be the apostle. See, and a couple of things I want us to unpack in these two verses is this. I think it's an interesting that Paul lays out the foundation of who he is from the get-go. Instead of he's writing a letter to the Roman churches to let them know, I will be arriving, but this is what I'm going to do. Usually, when we get somewhere where we're going is when we say why we have arrived. But no, he lets them know he is a slave of Jesus Christ because Paul considered himself to be owned by Christ. He was a slave that was brought with the price. He was a servant. And he was chosen by God to be an apostle. An apostle is simply a person who was sent by another to represent him and his authority. The word gospel means good news. Yeah. Gospel is a translation of the Greek word unikaleion, which means gospel. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the announcement of important news, the announcement of good news. The good news speaks of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, as stated in Mark chapter 1, verse 1. And the gospel consists of the birth, the life, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And not only that, Paul always lets them know, this good news that I'm bringing y'all has been promised way before I was even in the scene. Mm. See, the Old Testament scriptures give signs of what the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would be like and what he would bring and what he would accomplish. Mm. To help you better understand what I mean, let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm having a conversation with you, Brother John, and you're telling me that um, Sister Arlene is just blah, 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 and she can't stop talking, and she's just saying things that are just so off the cuff. And I say to you, Brother John, I say, you know what, Brother John, maybe there's something going on with her front, frontal lobe. You know, maybe there's some damage there. Brother John might look at me and I'm thinking, what are you talking about, Reverend Nefty? Like, what, how do you know this? But now let's switch it. I say, Brother John, as a neurologist that works for NYU, maybe there's something going on with Sister Arlene's frontal lobe where there's some damage there. You see the difference? Brother John is more likely to believe what I'm saying because I have the experience and the expertise for what I just said. This is exactly what Paul did. He wrote a letter giving his, for lack of a better, his resume, letting them know that I'm coming into town, and this is the reason I'm coming into town, and this is why I'm coming into town, because I have the expertise and the knowledge when I come in to be talking about what I'm talking about. So we have a tendency to believe people when they've been through some things. Amen? Amen? Amen. And this is what he was saying. He says, I'm coming. And because I'm coming, I've been set apart for this particular assignment, set forth by God. Which brings me to my first point. The good news separates us. Mm. See, when you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, not only is your life changed, 
but you were set apart for non-belief from non-believers. Paul had that experience. Formerly known as Saul, he was a persecutor of Christians. On the road to Damascus one day, he was struck by lightning and became blind. Mm. And a heavenly voice stopped him dead in his tracks. Yeah. And that was Jesus. And after that conversion, Paul was never Saul again. Amen. The good news sets us apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And as we continue in verse 3 and 4, Paul goes into telling us about the good news. So he writes, Paul writes this letter to Rome and saying, I'm coming into town and I'm going to tell you about this good news. And in the midst of it, he gets sidetracked. He can't help himself. He goes straight into the good news. He says the good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line. And he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done so that they will believe and obey him, mm -hmm. bringing glory to his name. So in his introduction of himself, telling them I'm coming to share the good news with all of you, he gets sidetracked, can't help himself, and he writes it out. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You get so excited, you just can't wait to preach that you just start telling people about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how good God has been to us. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Here Paul states that Jesus is the Son of God, yeah. the promised Messiah, and the resurrected Lord. See, I believe Paul mentions that Jesus is a descendant of King David for two reasons. One, to emphasize that Jesus truly had fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures predicting that the Messiah would come from David's line. And as I mentioned earlier, the purpose of Paul's letter was to present God's plan of salvation and righteousness for all mankind, Jews and Gentiles, yeah, yeah. especially the Jews because since Jesus was part of the Jewish royal line through David. Verse 5 says, through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority and apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, yeah. bringing glory to his name. This brings me to my second point. After the good news separates us, the good news summons us. See, just like Paul was sent to proclaim the gospel, we too, as Christians, believers of Jesus Christ, have the privilege and great responsibility to share with others who God is and what God has done yeah. for us. We ought to share God's grace, his unmerited favor that was poured out on all of us. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters watching online, you would not be watching online and you would not be here in the sanctuary if someone didn't share with you who Jesus is. Well, Amen? Well. You would not be here. That is the reality. And so because God's grace has been poured upon us, it is our duty and responsibility. We have been summoned to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. Amen? Amen? And it clearly says that in Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20 it says, Jesus came and told his disciples I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of my commandments I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Brothers and sisters, the good news separates us. The good news summons us. And the only reason the good news is able to do that is because of this third and final point. The good news saves us. Amen. The good news saves us. Verse 6 says, and you were included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. Yeah. We are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. The good news saves us because you know why? Because of the love that God has for each and every one of us. John 3.16 says, many of you know it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. That whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen? Amen? The good news is about an everlasting love that continues to forgive us, yeah. that continues to be faithful to us, that is merciful towards us, and continues to be gracious towards us. Mm. I don't know about you, but that just does something to me. Yeah. Makes me almost feel like Paul. The good news has sustained us, brothers and sisters. Yeah. This entire year, in spite of everything that has taken place, we are still here. still here. We are still here, and it's only because of the grace of God. Mm. And before I close, I'd like to read a letter written by an anonymous person who shares about a father's love. And, I, it's, it's, and, I, and I'm asking you to lend me the ears of your heart as I read this letter. And know that every word that I will say is listed in the word of God. Lend me the ears of your heart. The Father's Love Letter. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all of your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. 
My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore. And I rejoice over you singing, I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all of my heart and all of my soul. And I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you your desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all of your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As the shepherd carries the lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day I will wipe every tear from your eyes. I will take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am, count, I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. Yeah. I gave up everything I love that I may gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you will receive me. And nothing, nothing, nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love your dad, almighty God. And it could be signed, love your mom, your friend, almighty God, because God could be whoever you need him to be for you. Brothers and sisters, that is the good news of God. Amen. That is the good news of the love that has been offered, that has been given for each and every one of us. Yeah, yeah. It is the good news that separates us. It is the good news that summons us. And it is the good news of love that saves us. Amen.